This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Comments from the Alabama State Health Officer have now revitalized the bill to change how that position is structured within the Alabama government. 1890 News reported last week about Dr. Scott Harris making a speech at UAB, where Harris said that he was appalled at the direction the state was going in when it comes to transgender hormone therapy and surgeries. The state of Alabama only has one law in place that prohibits the practice on those who are under the age of 18, so that is the only law that Harris could possibly be referring to, despite the fact that he refuses to clarify further on his comments when he was given the opportunity. Now, Parker Snyder at 1890 News is talking about how that story has affected things within the state legislative session. He spoke on WERC with John Mounts, who was filling in for JT. Uh, he actually started telling people, from what I've heard, that those that the quotes that we had at 1890 News were not true. Uh, then we just published the straight up audio, and it was like, uh, well, it looks like it is <laughs> I true. I didn't say it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did say it. He got my voice. And I don't think it's AI, to be honest. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not. And so, you know, I, you think that happened. And so suddenly there's power and there's push in the state house again to revive this bill that had, had basically died or had been gutted effectively. And so now he might be accountable. Um, I will say it's not as strong as like, it still keeps the state health officer appointed by the medical association, which is a very weird setup. Like not even California as liberal as they are is as liberal as we are in this topic. It's very strange. Our state health officer is chosen directly by the medical association. And the way we do this is because back in like 1900s, when they were creating the state public state department of health, they just said, you know, I don't want to create a whole department. I'm just going to say the medical association, the doctor's lobbying group, y'all are the state department of health. That's good enough. Like we can just use a group that's already around. Y'all can have state power. And so because they have state power, they get to choose who the state health officer is just from amongst, you know, their group. A bill that proposes a change to the Alabama Constitution to allow for gambling in Greene County has passed the Alabama Senate and heads to the Alabama House for consideration. The vote was 24 to 0 in the Senate to legalize historical horse racing gambling machines. In order to make it an amendment to the Alabama Constitution, the proposed amendment would have to be voted on in the 2024 primary or special election in Greene County, whichever comes first. Senate Minority Leader Bobby Singleton sponsored the bill and described it as a local bill that is based on an industry in that area that already exists and is regulated by a local commission. A bill that requires the activation of pre-existing adult content filters on phones and tablets has passed a Senate committee. HB 298 has already passed the Alabama House. It's called the Protection of Minors from Unfiltered Devices Act. The bill requires phone manufacturers to install and activate the filters and any other means of blocking adult content before a phone is sold. The phone owner could go in and turn off those settings, but a parent could also keep the filters in place through a password, especially if that phone is going to someone under the age of 18. A Birmingham-based therapist, Malia Stevens, spoke to 1819 News. Stevens serves on the National Center on Sexual Exploitation and says that neuroscience and social research is clear on the damaging effects of pornography with children. It has been a serious cause of child-on-child harmful behavior. Stevens says that half of the first-time exposure to pornography are accidental and that this bill could prevent further harm. Parole was almost immediately denied to Judith Ann Neely this week 
as the Alabama Board of Pardons and Paroles considered her case on Thursday. Eight people were there to testify to the board that Neely should not be let out. That's on top of a letter coming from Governor Ivey stating that Neely should never step foot outside of a prison facility. No attorneys or advocates spoke in favor of paroling Neely. The deliberation process took about three minutes, and the three-member board had a unanimous decision to deny parole. 59-year-old Neely was not present at this hearing. Neely and her husband Alvin were convicted of the abduction, rape, torture, and murder of 13-year-old Lisa Ann Milliken of Georgia back in 1982. More charges have been issued against the five of six shooting suspects at a Dadeville Sweet 16 birthday party. The five suspects were already charged with four counts of reckless murder for the four people who died as a result of that mass shooting in April. A Tallapoosa County grand jury has now issued 145 more indictments in this case. 32 people were injured on that night. Shankivia Smith, Marcia Collins, Corbin Holston, and Philstavius Dowdle all died from their gunshot wounds. A seafood cooking competition in South Alabama will involve four of the top chefs here in the state. This will be the eighth year of the Alabama Seafood Cook-Off with chefs Sam Adams of Birmingham, Lawrence Agnew of Magnolia Springs, Brody Olive of Orange Beach, and Nicholas Song of Auburn all taking part. They will brandish their spatulas and fire up their ovens in order to cook their best dish and earn the state title. The competition also includes a $2,500 cash prize and immediate entrance into a national competition called the Great American Seafood Cook-Off. This event will be held in Orange Beach on June 12th. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, well, it's all about the debt ceiling negotiations 24-7, according to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. His team is now working around the clock until the problem is solved before the June 1st debt ceiling deadline. Democrats and Joe Biden are engaging in talks with McCarthy over spending cuts, taxes, and work requirements that are in a bill that was passed by the U.S. House over a week ago. The U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is painting the deadline as hard and fast. That includes great financial consequences to the U.S. economy if it's not adhered to. However, some financial analysts, as well as Republicans, including Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona, are saying that Yellen is unnecessarily causing hype and drama over the debt issue and that the government will continue to pay its bills past June 1st. McCarthy himself says he's operating under the deadline that has been set by the U.S. Secretary. Republicans in the U.S. House are finding it hard to believe that the FBI still does not know who was behind the pipe bomb found in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. The House Judiciary Committee has now sent a letter to the FBI Director Christopher Wray pointing out his failure to brief them from prior requests for information regarding this investigation. Also in the letter, the committee referred to a whistleblower who recently disclosed that an investigation was indeed launched and a suspect even identified, but never pursued further by the FBI. The Judiciary Committee then expressed concern for the FBI and its prioritization of other January 6 investigations, but not the one that involves a bomb. The committee wants Ray to provide more information on this case by June 7th. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has decided to cancel an in-person campaign appearance at his hometown of Dunedin, Florida. DeSantis had a rough time this past Wednesday night with a supposedly high-tech campaign announcement on Twitter spaces. However, that experience went horribly wrong on the technical side. DeSantis ended up releasing a campaign video on his Twitter account instead. The plan was for DeSantis to also go to an in-person campaign speech at the Little League field where he played as a child. However, organizers within the DeSantis campaign are now canceling, not giving an official reason why. DeSantis will be attending an event in Miami next Thursday. Market shares in Target stores 
have tumbled in the last few days as backlash for their LGBTQ children's clothing section and transgender children's clothing continues. Videos placed on social media are what caused the immediate backlash as women were pointing out labels on the clothing. There's a lot of controversy going on about all of the pride stuff that's coming out with kids' clothes and things like that. So we're going to go to the kids' section and we're actually going to see if they're putting weird, creepy, uncomfy stuff on children's clothing. And I didn't think that these were true. Look closely. It says light binding effect for light binding here at Target for your kids. It says light binding effect on it. And then the bottoms in the kids section, keep in mind, say tuck friendly construction. They're giving it to your kids. If that doesn't give you a reason to boycott Target, I don't know what does. But this shit's getting out of hand. They're targeting children, whether you like it or not. And it's time that people actually do something about it. Now Target has seen a stock drop of 11% over the course of five days. Well, here is the story the mainstream media will not be covering, even if they were aware of it going on. The 76th World Health Assembly is taking place in Geneva, Switzerland all this week. Former Congresswoman Michelle Bachmann is there, and she is sounding the alarm about what is being discussed that has nothing to do with true health care. Bachmann spoke on Real America's Voice. The head of the World Health Organization, Tedros Gebrasius, said that the climate crisis is a health crisis. He said the climate crisis is their priority. Climate is the number one mission of healthcare. So they, they, one of the doctors in charge of the environment and climate at the World Health Organization said very clearly that we were focused on infectious diseases, but now we're going to be moving away from infectious diseases and we're going to focus now on climate change. So, the, so all of these climate change people who saw they were going to establish global government through climate change Now they see after the pandemic, and that works so well for the World Health Organization to try to control people's lives. Now they see that the the platform, if you will, for global government is coming through healthcare. The United States is the aggressive force that is pushing this garbage at the World Health Organization, World Health Assembly today. But we are also pushing the climate change agenda. So we are pushing to create, unbelievably, to create this platform for global governance, to be headquartered here in Geneva, Switzerland, by the way. We're living in an era where the treasonous people who are running our government are trying to build a global government. They're trying to give our sovereignty and they're trying to encourage, this is even worse, they're trying to encourage all 194 member nations to give their sovereignty over to a bum organization like the World Health Organization. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 